Hello and welcome to the Flying Frisbee podcast with me, Dominic Frisbee. Thank you very much for being a subscriber. As always, you can listen to today's piece, you can read today's piece, or as many like to do, you can read and listen at the same time. And today's piece is your Sunday morning thought piece, and it is called We Are Conquering Ourselves. Cultural Suicide, Self-Inflicted Conquest, and How the West is Destroying Itself. I'm currently working on a new book about gold, and as gold often leads to war, or is it the other way round, I've found myself reading rather a lot about conquerors and conquest, and there are certain things all conquerors do, from invade to plunder to strip the conquered of their power, history and identity. And what is so bizarre about today in Britain and Western Europe is that we are doing all these things to ourselves voluntarily. Let me explain. As the armies of Alexander the Great marched east, overpowering all who stood in their way to form probably the first great empire the world had ever known, and in terms of landmass, even to this day one of the biggest, the annihilation of the cultural identities of those they conquered soon followed. Locals were raped, pillaged, subjugated and enslaved. Coinage was a far more important tool of propaganda then than it is now, and Alexander had his armies confiscate gold and silver bullion everywhere they went, melt it down and then restruck with Greek gods. Athena, goddess of wisdom and war, Nike, goddess of victory, Zeus, god of power, and Heracles, god of strength, portrayed in the likeness of Alexander himself. At this point, rulers had not yet started depicting their own heads. Conquered people, quite literally, had their own history and legend struck off. As well as Romanizing the Celts, imposing Roman language, law, custom and governance on them, the Romans actively persecuted Celtic Druids and destroyed their sacred groves. After William I conquered Britain, he took Anglo-Saxon land and gave it to his cronies. He imposed heavy taxes, strict laws and a new kind of feudal system. He replaced Anglo-Saxon English with Norman French in the courts and other centres of rule. He made ecclesiastical changes, which affected belief systems and control. Any kind of rebellion met with swift and ruthless repression. Even if a thousand years later, World War II was not so different, both the Nazis and the Japanese did everything in their power to strip those they conquered of their cultural identity. As well as possession of land and confiscation of wealth, the annihilation of local history, myth, hero and legend has always been a tool of the conqueror, part of the suppression and subjugation that follows invasion. Even today, the US, not technically an empire and forever trying to distance itself from anything imperial, nevertheless controls much of the globe and its prime resource, oil, with its military. It also exports its culture in such a domineering way that everyone else confuses their own history with that of the US. Like its military, 
American cultural narratives dominate the world and distort everybody else's. You would think, for example, that there had never been any slavery in history except for that in America in the 200 years from when the nation was formed to its outlawing in 1865. Never mind that the British outlawed it two generations earlier. In fact, slavery has existed since before civilization began and still goes on today. In just the seven years between 1938 and 1945, Germany enslaved a number equivalent to 400 years of transatlantic slave trade. Include Japan and the number is double. But here is what is so weird about what is happening today under the rudderless leadership that is representative social democracy. In the past, if you wanted to occupy the lands of other people, you would have to invade and conquer them and take their lands by force. Today, no such force is required. In fact, in Britain, Tony Blair actually legislated for invasion. So did Boris Johnson. Not only do we import our own invasion, we actually subsidise it. Once imported, we then start rewriting our own history or apologising for it, from positive discrimination to invisible casting, for some, but not all, we change our stories to better represent these new people at the expense of the locals. Here, for example, is what, according to the BBC, an English family in Roman Britain looked like. And you can see the image in the article. The latest nuts example from the BBC is below. The plague was clearly racist. This is a BBC story that reads Black women most likely to die in medieval London plague. With headlines like that, I wonder if there is any room for satire anymore. We all know about the anti-white middle-aged man narrative of recent years, pale male and stale and all that, and the discrimination he now when it faces when attempting to find work. We have all seen how the modern British family is represented in advertising. There is, it seems, no such thing as a non-multicultural family. The latest evolution is anti-young blonde women. I know this because my partner works in advertising. There is a widespread agenda not to have them in adverts at the moment. It's not even immigrants to this country who are stripping us of our history and thus cultural identity. They watch as we do it to ourselves. I won't say voluntarily because there are lots of people who don't want this to happen. But such is the system of rule we have in place with state-planned everything and the mindset of the state dominated by one world view, anyone who opposes may as well howl at the moon. A king would represent his own people. Decisions, when they come, would be, would be acted upon. Representative democracy, with every decision made with short-term headlines in mind, and never legacy, no longer does. Most of the time, there is no decision at all because of the imagination required or the career risk of putting your head above the parapet. We are no longer one people with one collective memory. We are a splodge, a mishmash of different cultural identities with, following the death of Christianity, no coherent ideology of it at its core beyond the new religions of climate change, multiculturalism, whatever that means, and the NHS. It is a system bereft of thought for the future, 
bereft of strategy and long-term planning of any kind. The Victorians thought with legacy in mind. They built for the future. Today we do no such thing. We build with nothing in mind but short-term profit and the satisfaction of arbitrary building regulations. This will not change until we change our system of rule. The simplest, most bloodless way to do this is to change our systems of money and tax. You design a society the way you tax it. A non-bloodless alternative, in other words, some kind of violent revolution, is not possible because the state is armed and you, the citizen, are not. This mismatch dooms not just the UK, but all of Western Europe. What's more, the state, the police and the media especially, does not treat people equally, something former Home Secretary Suella Braverman articulated to her cost. Those who come here do not have the same history as us. They do not have the same experience, the same shared values, the same background or the same heritage. Theirs may be superior, theirs may be inferior. It does not matter. The point is they do not feel the same allegiance or the same loyalties. They do not have the same values or the same goals, the same shared memories, nor should we expect them to. They do not come here to be British. They come here to seek their fortune. That is quite natural. That is what people do. That does not mean we need to sacrifice ourselves. We are doing the conqueror's job to ourselves. I sometimes think that China, with its lofty ambitions of world dominance, must look at the West and every time it's thinking of doing something, then think, actually, no, we don't need to do anything here. The West is destroying itself by itself. Keir Starmer is doing the same looking at the Conservatives. The hundreds of thousands that are coming to the UK each year are doing the same looking at us. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back with another podcast very soon. If you liked this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever the medium is by which you listen to podcasts. Until next time, goodbye.